Welcome to Viewpoints with Henry Grosek, a programme that focuses on news, views and interviews with leading names in education, publishing, academia, music and much more. Now here's your host, Henry Grosek. Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosso. It gives me great pleasure to welcome, to the first time to Viewpoints, Rebecca Challoner, who was the founder of uh, My Special Child, but that uh, changed the, the name in 2022, early 2022, to My Spirited Child. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But firstly, welcome, Rebecca. Hi. Nice to be here with you. It's a real pleasure. We've, as I said off air, we, uh, it, it's a challenging time the last two or three years and we, we started this uh, conversation about an interview um, way back in, 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 in April and I'm just so thrilled that we've finally got to, we've got to do this interview because the work you do and the space in which you work, Rebecca, is such an important one. Tell us a bit firstly about yourself and in throwing that in, you founded My Special Child which you changed to my spirited child early on uh, a little bit about yourself and and the name change and why um yeah so i um, am a mom to two boys who are both neurodivergent they both have adhd and one is also um, also has an intellectual disability um so seven years ago i or more than seven years ago now I, I was so sort of fed up with the lack of information and support out there for parents um, I decided that if it wasn't there already, I was going to do it myself. And I created what was initially just a blog for information and has sort of grown from there. Um, and originally it was called My Special Child. And then, um, you know, as time went on, that term sort of became, it just became not accurate. It, well, it was, you know, it was very uh, deficit. It was sort of associated with 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 negative uh, connotations to these families and children who are neurodivergent and and so we sort of racked our brains to think of something that was more appropriate and I thought well you know what better than spirited because I've never met a neurodivergent child who wasn't spirited <laughs> no. which is wonderful and so I wanted to change it to something more uh, more affirming and more positive and and you certainly have, and I, I know exactly what you mean because I have a spirited granddaughter, <laughs> and she's a, she's a she's a wonderful young 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 girl, and brings a lot of joy to our, our lives. But she does have her challenges. Now, um, neurodivergent children and adults, uh, for for some people, uh, that term is a bit confusing, and uh, you might like to explain it and the challenges that being neurodivergent, both socially and personally. Uh, uh, impact on the people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so, what we sort of think of is the term neurodiversity, which is a term that people are sort of getting to know. What that means is that all brains are different. Um, so, neurodiversity refers to all brains. Um, all brains being diverse. Neurodivergent refers to the brains that aren't typical. So, you know, somebody who may be autistic or ADHD or have um, Tourette's, for example, or a learning difficulty, those brains, they're just they're, they're the, the um, non-typical brains. And so those are referred to as neurodivergent. So if someone has what I call a neurodivergent condition, it just means they've got um, a different brain from the typical, which, you know, in my view, makes them a little bit extra special. 
Mm. Now, now you said you've got two neurodivergent children and at the end of the day, um, in some ways, the lack of their role of support, uh, etc., understanding uh, was the motivation for starting what was then you called My Special Child. Um, What are the challenges that these children face out there, given that um, there's more than a few of them? Yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot. Um, for example, ADHD affects um, in this country, it's, it's diagnosed as 5% of the population is diagnosed with ADHD, which is a huge percentage. And we're actually, we actually underdiagnose here. So it's, it's much higher in the, the rest of the Western the world, uh, Western world. And that's just one condition. Um, so so the, the statistics are very high. And, and there's a lot of challenges that um, occur for these kids and adults um, and, and it can be anything from um, you know processing challenges to you know sensory um, challenges to uh, challenges with functioning uh, emotional regulation challenges uh, mental health challenges you know it's a really vast um, selection of, of of problems they can face but by far the biggest problem that I hear about from from people over and over again is the stigma there is so mm. much stigma out there um, for these kids and adults and families that is the biggest thing that people have to face is that stigma of you know for parents people blaming the parents and you know if they don't have enough to deal with as well you know already without people sort of saying it's all their fault um, and kids being treated like um you know like they're they're something they're a disease they're some they're a problem um you know it's just horrific the, the stigma that's out there and i think that is the biggest challenge to overcome so why is there such a stigma i mean it's not like there's one in a million there's uh, and and many families uh, my own included um, and of course, in my profession of teaching, we come across uh, uh, regularly across neurodivergent children. Why would you say there is a stigma? Um, I think it's a combination of lack of awareness. Um, a lot of people, unless they're really heavily, you know, unless they're directly impacted, they just don't have that awareness. Com- combined with media, media has been, you know, a bit of a problem because I still see you know, things in the newspaper and, and things, um, headlines, which are really um, stigmatising headlines for, for these kids. You know, this ADHD kid has done this or this autistic person's done this. And there's all these things that, you know, it's a bit of a, a minefield for, for those for those sort of uh, diagnoses where they're, they're treated like they're, you know, just this horrific thing. And, and on top of that, there's when you even even families who do know um you know there's this sort of constant social expectation to try and you know if your child is struggling they're just seen as naughty and they just need a firmer hand or more discipline rather than sort of saying well they might actually have um, a challenge and might need support um, and it's the whole problem of invisible disabilities where if we can't see it we think it, it you know it can't be there so it's just the child acting up um, is, is probably a lot of the cause of it. Mm. Now you, you say there's a lot of incorrect information around for example what would what would that be is that related to their naughty children rather than there's an issue there of uh, being neurodivergent? Uh, absolutely. There's so much, so much. You know, I, I hear 
the amount of uh, misconceptions I hear about um, ADHD specifically, um, I, I actually do one of the presentations that I do is called The Many Misunderstandings of ADHD. And it's a two hour presentation just on all the different things that are out there that are just completely inaccurate. Um, you know, the amount of things like that they're just naughty children or, or you know, children who are ADHD and autistic, if they have a meltdown, and a parent has to deal with that somewhere like a shopping centre or somewhere in public, you will, and I, my kids have both done this, so I've, I've seen it, and you get the people walking past going, oh, they just need a good smack. You know, you need to just be tougher. And and this is a child who's sensorily overloaded and, and gone above their capacity, and, and, is, is, and a meltdown is a result of them, of that, you know, that overloading. And and people think that giving them a good smack or telling them off is going to is going to help what is essentially a neurobiological challenge. So it's it's there's just so much misinformation out there. So from a personal angle, you have um, children that are neurodivergent. How has it affected you? Because um, I, I I have children. I have a granddaughter. Um, it's a very personal experience when you're coming up against these 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 barriers and obstacles how how's it impacted on you personally i know you've founded um, my spirited child but there must be times you sit down yeah um well i i'm also neurodivergent so i'm adhd and dyslexic myself um so that that's actually helped me because it, it allows me to give um, uh, people an opinion that they then can't argue with because it's a first-hand opinion <laughs> of my own brain. Um, so that's helped. Um, and I also set up a centre in Cranbourne called the National Peak Centre, which is um, a therapy centre, um, like a multidisciplinary therapy clinic. Um, and so with that, we're trying to uh, specifically change the sort of narrative. And so between you know the two companies and my own lived experience, and I do huge amounts of public speaking to try and get the information out there um and because i think i think because i'm so heavily focused on changing that narrative and getting rid of the stigma it helps me sort of process it when it happens and it helps me overcome it because i know that i'm doing something about it we need to take a short break rebecca can you hold the line yep welcome to viewpoints with henry grossek a programme that focuses on news, views and interviews with leading names in education, publishing, academia, music and much more. Now here's your host, Henry Grossek. Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grossek. I'm in the middle of a discussion with uh, Rebecca Challoner, who's the founder of My Spirited Child and uh, the, the issues and the, the information surrounding neurodivergent uh, people. Welcome back, Rebecca. Thank you. Now, you mentioned just before the break, and it's, it's something of which you should be, and I'm sure, very proud, the National PEKE Centre that opened uh, last year. It's also actually, ironically, the home of KC Radio that uh, we share our podcast with, so uh, we're, very, uh, we're very proud of that. Uh, tell us a bit, about, bit more about that. Yeah, so the Peak Centre was something that um, I set up with my good friend and colleague, Christina Keeble, um, because a few years ago, we're both in similar positions. We're both public public speakers. We both have neurodivergent children and we're both neurodivergent ourselves. And a few years ago, we got into a conversation about our sort of dreams and what we'd like to change. And one of the things was um, 
therapy in the way all therapy services are provided in Australia there is so much negativity you know a child walks into a therapy center and they're treated like some like a disease that's needed to be cured and and it's all about oh you poor thing you've got this wrong with you we've got to fix you and and what that does is for all the best intents and purposes is ultimately it creates trauma, huge trauma and self-esteem issues because the kid spends their whole life being told that they're a problem that needs to be fixed. And so what we decided we wanted to do as parents had sort of been through this pro- uh, this process, we decided we wanted to create a, a therapy centre that just did it differently where when children walk in, we treat them like they're amazing and they're wonderful and there's something to be celebrated. And yes, they have challenges and we'll help them with those challenges. But everybody has challenges of some kind or another and they're no less than anybody else. They're just, you know, we're not trying to change them. They're perfect as they are. We're just going to help them with those things that they struggle with. Um, and it's a very different approach to to the normal approach that's out there. So who's uh, who's eligible to 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 come along to the Peak Centre, and how would they do that? If if you don't mind me uh, giving yeah, you a no, anyone. Yeah, so we we offer our service goes from anyone from birth to death, basically across the entire lifespan. So we have kids, we have adults, um, anybody who needs. Um, we have occupational therapists, speech therapists, creative arts therapists. We've even got a physiotherapist here. So literally anybody who needs any of those services can come. Um, and and if somebody has a disability, whether that be a physical disability or a neurological disability. Um, or even just struggles with something like anxiety or mental health, they can come to us and they'll be, um, number one is they'll be supported. We have um, staff here who fully support the whole family to make sure they know what's happening at all times. But also they'll they'll be treated, you know, wonderfully and like the, like the wonderful person that they are and, and not like they're just a you know problem to society um and that's the most important thing it's sending kids away with you know the kids who come here they t- we tend to struggle to get them out instead of try, you know a lot of places people they struggle to get the kids in we're the opposite they 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 love being here so much that the, the parents can't get them to leave which i always think is quite wonderful <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Now, you mentioned there's insufficient uh, support around. Um, I know in the schools we, we're desperately short of the support for, for children with a whole range of what we call um, uh, particularly mental and social disabilities, if that's what you want to call them, or neurodivergent children. Um, what, what needs to be done? Just because um, I, some of us would say it's almost out of control. Yeah, there's there's a huge lack of support. So so what we're trying it, it's it's a multi pronged approach that needs to happen. There's uh, the education system needs a huge huge. Um, uh, revamping to, to accommodate these kids because at the moment the education system globally not just in Australia um, is is fundamentally flawed for children who are not neurodivergent and so that needs uh, massively reinventing um, the NDIS is is a which is the uh, funding body for disabilities is you know again that is is really problematic um, services 
you know, generally are very deficit based and are creating trauma, which, you know, obviously is more mental health problems down the track. Um, and so the, all these different systems and supports across the country need to change. And, and, and on top of that, the awareness needs to be there. No one can get the help they need if, if uh, you know, a large majority of the community thinks that they are the problem, not someone who just needs support so um so, so it's a really uh, you know a big uh, multi-pronged approach that needs to happen i think mm, yes i couldn't agree with you more in in in, in my capacity here and um, any small steps and big steps actually will be welcome time's getting away from us your vision um challenges and achievements to date in realizing your vision and in moving forward with so much work still to be done rebecca um, yeah, so so there, there, there is a, a lot to be done. I'm currently halfway through filming a TV show in the US um, called Four Days to Save the World, which is um, hope that's really sort of focused on trying to fix a lot of these challenges. Um, but, you know, also in terms of what I'm doing with My Spirited Child and with the Peak Centre and trying to just trying to sort of fix things a little bit at a time, fix the system and help these kids so that, you know, the next generation of kids grows up without the trauma and self-esteem issues that, you know, that, that have been sort of placed on the previous generations. So hopefully we'll uh, eventually get to sort of help the system a little bit and, and change a few things. Uh couldn't uh, I couldn't be more inspired, Rebecca? Two things. One is thank you, uh, obviously, for your time in coming on on board with um, the, with viewpoints and, and and sharing some of your story. But uh, also on behalf of all those people, many families who are disenfranchised, you know, disempowered, and 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 they're struggling, and their children. Um, you're a great champion for them, and I I honour the work, the practical work you do on behalf of them. Thank you. That's my pleasure. That was uh, an inspiring person who's doing a lot for, and we see them in our schools every day, uh, listeners, children with a variety of uh, neurodivergent uh, challenges, and uh, there is a hell of a lot of work to be done, and uh, that was great to chat with uh, Rebecca Challoner, who founded My Spirited Child. We'll take a short break. Don't go away. You've been listening to Viewpoints with Henry Grossack. You can find the show on KC Radio 97.7 FM, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a review and rating. The programme was recorded and produced by Rob Kelly. And I'm your narrator, James Brown. Until next time, thanks for listening.